everyone, and welcome to the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. This is Matt, and I am joined by my stupendous co-host, Miss Tiffany B. I've gone up a rank. Stupendous. Nice. I say stupendous every now and then. I listened to one of the previous ones, and apparently you don't like that I call you Tiffany B. You want to be called (laughs) Tibbin? No. (laughs) I don't know. Most of my friends just call me Tiff. Uh, Well, yeah. But I like to differentiate you. You are not the sole tiff in the board gaming world. I know I recently got mistaken on Twitter for See? her. It happens all the time because we have the same haircut and the same amazing fashion sense, <laughs> I would say. So, yeah, I know, but... Sorry, I just want you to be an individual. I want to be part of the masses, oh. as we all know. All right. <laughs> then this is some lady with a generic name. No, I think where Tiffany B came from is like from the website, right? Like everybody is like their name plus their last initial. That's true. No? Probably. I don't mind. You can call me you can call me whatever you want. That's a dangerous game to play, Tiff. What would I mean if you had your choice? Nah, I got nothing. I was just trying to make okay. a joke. Oh, it wasn't funny. I just hmm, yeah. <laughs> Well, okay then. No. Here we are. Missed you. Back on a podcast. Yeah, you did miss me because you went to Gen Con and I wasn't there. Yeah, that's that's what you get. And you missed me the whole time. I had a great Gen Con though. Yeah. I might have missed you a little bit, but then I got busy. I highly doubt you thought about me once during the week of Gen Con. I did think about you. (laughs) I did. Did you walk by an abstract game? (laughs) No. Did somebody say area control and you're like, Matt, what are you doing here? I just walked by a lot of thematic games and was like, oh, I don't care about any of these, but I bet Matt would. Matt would love all these. This uh, I bet Matt knows about these games that people seem excited about, but I'm not. You saw the FFG booth from afar. Like, yeah, I passed by it. That's and I was where like, Matt yeah, would be, no. waiting in that line, holding that sign. Probably. Yeah. I, I didn't spend a lot of time in the actual hall. No? No. So- I uh, Well, I have a new new uh way of going about my con i've decided that it works better for me at gen con this is gen con specific yeah okay yeah yeah it's gen con specific because it's gen con there's so many freaking people there yeah and it's very very easy for me to get burned out at gen con okay being introverted as i am so what i started doing was i got up and i like this is partially because i'm becoming an old lady and i wake up earlier than everyone else that sounds right no matter how late i stay up by the way so I uh, get up earlier than everyone else, take my shower, and leave and go to the hall by myself first. That's what I did. What does this do for you? How does this benefit you? It's because I'm not traveling in a gigantic pack of gigantic Uh, dudes. It makes me... No offense, my gigantic dude friends, but it's hard for me to travel with you. I learned this lesson the first day the hall was open and I was with everybody. Everyone is at least a foot taller than me, Mm -hmm. so I don't see anything. Oh, because you like stand in the center like the queen? (laughs) Well, no, I don't stand. I'm usually behind. I try to be behind, but like it's just hard. It's like a, yeah. So I see (laughs) it's, it's like a wall of backs. Okay. And I mean, that's the case in general anyway, but it's worse when I'm having to try to keep track of certain backs. Mm, So everyone needs (laughs) like jerseys with names on them. One day, Dan wore this bright salmon. It was very recognizable and it was easy to find. And I appreciated that. We should all wear like neon. Bright colors so you don't get lost in the crowd. But yeah, so that made me more maneuverable. Okay. And I got to to see more things that way. And I also wasn't like peer pressured into hating things that I was interested in by snobbier gamers than me. I see. I feel that sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I I usually only go to Origins, but I will try to steal away for at least one pass through the hall so I can look at all the stuff that I actually want to look at. <laughs> yeah. No, I do that. I, I've done that in the past before. Usually it like on one of the days like Saturday where all of my designer friends are off showing their games or doing whatever, I will have some downtime to go do the hall by myself. But this year I just did that first thing in the morning 
every day. And it was like a good way to start off, I think. Right to Japanime Games. <laughs> I did go to Japanime, but they didn't have anything I was interested in on sale. Fair enough. I like I like those games, but I did buy games this Gen Con. You bought games, which these are probably the first games you've bought all year, right? Uh... A few? It's been a very small number. It's been a very small number. So you swiftly and deftly maneuvered through the Gen Con hall with all of its, I don't know, did it set a record, I assume? I feel like every year sets a record. I have the press release. I don't remember. A lot of people, though. It it felt like more people on Thursday than ever before. There was a lot of buzz about it. My Twitter feed was alight. So you bought a few games. You you ran around Gen Con. Nobody saw you buy these games. So no one... <laughs> no, I was, I was with... I was with someone when I bought some of the games. Okay. How many did you buy overall? Five total. Wow. And I also bought some art. Oh, that's cool. Around. Tell yeah. me about the art first. Oh, now I got to pull Just that Just tell up. me about it. You don't have to tell me who oh. did it. So there was this booth there. Actually, this is on uh, Dan's fault. So thank you, Dan. But there's this booth that had these giant shadow boxes of like video game things. So it was like the first the first screen of like Mario 3, giant shadow box of it. And that's just like my favorite board game ever or board game, video game ever. And they so I couldn't afford to buy one of those or nor did I want to carry it around. But um, they had little ones that were like, I don't know, like postcard size that were on like a slab of acrylic like a really nice chunky slab of acrylic. That sounds cool. So it has like a 3D look to it. Like the background is on the ba- printed on the back of the acrylic mm-hmm. and the foreground is on the front. So it's like a nice 3D thing. And I kind of have a Mario 3. Like I bought at Origins a boxed copy of Mario 3. Yeah. Um, and so I have like, and I have my old strategy guide, the Nintendo Power strategy guide for it. So I kind of have a little Mario 3 display going yeah. already. And I have the Pixel Pal for Record oh, Mario. cool. So yeah, so this was just like the perfect, last addition to that little display that I have going. So you have a little Mario 3 shrine. Yeah, I love that game. That's awesome. So... That was great. And then I also found this booth that it it's just it's painted on wood and it's also kind of a 3D thing. So there's like a background and there are different layers where the like shadow boxy kind of a feel to it and okay. like these different cartoon things. Yeah. And I, I found one that's like it's a robot holding an ice cream cone, but the ice cream is spilt out on the ground huh? and it's and it's raining. Oh. And he and he's looking down at the ice cream and I was like, Oh, I need this. Well, then I'm like, I'll take this. And he's like, you just want the one? And I'm like, the one? Jeez. <laughs> but it was it was a series of three. Oh. So the first one is like, sunny day, robot just dropped the ice cream. The ice cream is intact on the ground. Mm-hmm. The second one is the rainy one, sad melted ice cream. It, the robot's in the same position. Yeah. And then the third one is like sunset. And he's rusted and there are owls living oh. in his head. And the ice cream is gone. <laughs> And I was like, oh, it's so sad. I have to have the it. sad tale of a once oh, happy it's so robot. Sad. It's so sad. So it's it's the cutest, saddest thing. So I, I put those up in my office yeah. and I'm, I'm looking at them right now and I love them That's so funny. much. That's funny. Did you post a I picture think, of those? No, but I was going to now that I have a, I didn't want to. Yeah, actually they are. You can see them in my uh, hall, my oh, obligatory yeah. like Gen Con loot picture. Okay. So they're in there, but I will probably post a picture now that I have them up on my wall. Well, mostly up on my wall. One keeps falling down, but I'm using command strips which i love by the way command strips are good we need to get some command strips to hang some of our art as well we tend to like pick up kel and i pick up prints wherever we go mm. we have too many now though that's the problem i could see that i have some from like kickstarters and stuff yeah. um i backed the burger time card game <laughs> Because I love Burger Time, and it came with a print that I really love, and I'm gonna frame and 
post. But yeah, so it, this is the first time I've bought art at a convention, and I felt really good about it. Cool. Yeah. And it's like three. I like that it's three D art. Like it's not a print. Yeah. You got it, some... Like I'm really into the three D stuff. Super like that, cool. That's what got me. So yeah, I bought the art. And All that right. Was nice. You bought some art. You also bought bought some games. And I hope you yeah. played those games. I played almost all of them. Cool. The, I I think I tweeted about that. I think that is another huge tip. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to be satisfied with the games that you bought at a convention, play them at the convention, either before you buy them or after, but play them at the convention. You'll feel so much better when you get home. I was going to ask, did you play any of them previously and then you decided yes. to buy them? Yeah. I um Yeah. Most of them I had played previously. Okay. So cool. I went to this dude games booth. It was kind of in the, like, entrepreneur alley, like, corner area. Mm-hmm. I don't know... Um, I don't know of them, but they have this series of games called Penny Papers Adventures, and they're rolling rights. And I demoed one, the Valley of Whip- I can't pronounce this. We're uh, how do you pronounce a Q? Just a Q without a U. We're a Cocha. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I probably yeah, we're a Coca, something yeah. like that. The CH might be a K sound. I'm not sure. You're a teacher. I'm not. I don't teach languages. You've done enough justice to it. <laughs> Um, it's published by Sit Down and anyway. Oh, by Sit Down! Oh, exclamation yes. point. And and the designer is Kermarak or Henry Kermarak. I don't know how you want to pronounce it, but yeah. uh, it's a roll and write, and you're ma- essentially you're making a map. You roll cool. the dice. They have symbols some that you combine the numbers however you want so there's three dice combine them however you want and different combinations make different features on the map mountains Mm. forests the thing about this one that interested me and probably would turn off a lot of people is that there is take that in it really yeah there's this snake die and you roll it and if you roll the snake face you don't get to use any of the other dice and you trade papers with other people at the table yeah (laughs) at first i was like done not buying so you 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 draw a snake on their board yeah. and it me- it messes up their plans obviously and the only way to get rid of the snake is to roll i think you to get a 9 you can cancel it out mm. so it doesn't count against you cuz like i think it's negative points too i don't know maybe i'm wrong about yeah. that in any case at first i was like this feels bad every time we roll these snakes like trading papers with some cuz i demoed it so i'm playing with strangers on top of yeah. it and i'm like oh i don't want to do this to you it feels bad but you know i i you have to like strategize once you know that that's going to happen you have to kind of like realize that you have to be flexible and i really think the board game club is going to like it so i i was like okay i i sat down i demoed it and i walked away so i could think about it and i came back and bought it later Mm. um just as my this is a different thing that i don't think anyone else is buying they have three of these games and they're all similar according to the guy yeah was um doing it one of them you're putting numbers on a map as coordinates to find treasure that seemed cool and i don't know what the other one you know he was like if you like this one you're gonna like these other two and i'm like i believe you fully guy who's trying to sell me games yeah so i bought all three of them because it was like a you buy one for whatever and then you buy all three for cheaper so i bought all Mm -hmm. three cool so yeah and and with board game club being i don't know how many like right now i don't think we're gonna have a lot but if i recruit a lot of sixth graders i might need some games where a lot of people can play and this is one to 99 players yeah so as long as i got a piece of paper right they can play we'll need pencils but so yeah i'm i was happy with that one cool i had fun playing it with strangers looks cute i won i won and that definitely oh wow yeah you're so you're on the the rolling right train dan 
mercilessly makes fun of me, I feel like, but I, I'm enjoying roll and writes, partially because I can play them by myself, so if I feel like getting my board game fix and things aren't working out, I have it, and partially just because they're so portable. Yeah, that's true. You just need a pad of paper and dice. Like, I can have all three of these games with me, and it's not taking up a lot of space, so I kind of like how easy they are. You don't have to set up anything. Mm-hmm. That's a huge deal, because like when you have rules plus setup, Plus, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. But if you can eliminate one of those variables, which I think the easiest one probably to eliminate is setup, mm-hmm. it's great. So, yeah, I'm digging rolling rights. And I'm sure it's a trend and they'll get old, but I am not sick of them yet. Yeah, I'm looking at this Penny Papers game on Game Surplus because they have it in stock. And they have a whole rolling right category now that you can yeah. click on. Yeah, it's definitely becoming a huger thing. Like, yeah. I remember when, uh, what was it, Rolling Japan was all the hotness. Mm-hmm. And I really like that game. So anything that can, you know, keep me going on that train, I'm all about it. Yeah, cool. I played a very take that game. Did I talk about Summit previously? I feel like I did at Origins. Yes, I think you did. I got to play like a full game because I went, I drove out to Ohio to see Craig for his birthday. And uh, your face, what is that? Oh, I don't know. Everybody was in Ohio and Craig had a birthday. And where the hell was I? I don't know. You should have come. I wasn't invited. He probably invited. I don't think so. How far do you live from Craig? Uh, A couple hours. You could have come. I was there. It would have been great. We played a lot of games. Craig is dead to me. (laughs) Including a six-player game of Summit. Competitive Mm. version. Super take that. I would not recommend that. It took about three hours. It's 30 (laughs) minutes per player. Uh, All you have to do is climb up the mountain and climb back down. And then it turns out Craig's friend Chuck is an agent of chaos and decided to try to murder everyone instead. So he dedicated his whole game to not winning and instead trying to kill all of us. You know, in my game group, that's my husband. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. He just loves to like try a different strategy that everyone else. I would not call this a strategy. This did not <laughs> this did not help him win the game. He died too. So but that That's game is okay. cool and it totally works. I think like four players would probably be the max that I would want to play it at just because of the length and the number of interactions. Because every round you refill your hand of take that cards. So you always are stocked up on bad things to do to people. Uh and there's a lot of just like, I'm going to steal all of your climbing equipment and I'm going to kick you down the mountain and I'm going to do just steal all your oxygen or hurt you in some way by throwing a pickaxe at you. Or just, Sounds vicious. It's pretty vicious. But you, if you go in knowing what's up, it's not. Like, I'm coming back around on Take That. Are you? Yeah. Well, I started liking games that were very thematic and Take that mm-hmm. and everything. And then I went away from it. And now I'm going back to it because I see it through the eyes of a child now. Uh, that's right (laughs) and it's hilarious and it is it's fun but that's the only time i have fun with take that games is when i'm playing with people that i can destroy um (laughs) (laughs) uh no that's not true but like it's hard to do it with your actual friends i think yeah it's much it's much easier for me to have an adversarial relationship with the children that i teach I just get competitive and I get offended. I've heard that about you. Yeah. I mean, I play games to win. I don't want to play games and not win if they're a winning kind of game. So you can't be like, if you had fun, you won. You can't, you're not that guy. It depends on the game, but typically not. Yeah. Like if the game is silly enough or light enough, okay. But if you're, if you're putting time into it, you're like, yeah. And we play a lot of games. Like we play a lot of Euro games. We play a lot of heavier games, you know, like I can play magic maze and say, okay, if we had fun, I win. But if it's like (laughs) 
let's sit down and play Terra Mystica. It's like, well, no, screw that if I lose or if you're going to do something bad to me. like. Oh, see, that's very not me because I'm, I am I kind of am used to losing. Yeah, I do okay. I I'm win, a loser. Or I'm close a fair amount of time. Although so. I did win a lot at Gen Con. That probably has a lot to do with why I had such a great time. With I had a great time <laughs> and bought a lot of games. Probably the best Gen Con I've had in a long time. Really? Yeah, I would say definitely best Gen Con in the last like at least four years. Was there anything outside of winning games like what what really sold it for you i don't know <laughs> winning games definitely sold it i don't know i just had you know what it was is i kind of just did what i wanted to do more then instead of instead of like worrying about what everybody else was doing or like going along with what everybody else wanted to do because that's what everybody else wanted to do i was like you know what i don't want to eat at food trucks and i'm not going to there you go <laughs> i ended up eating at harry and izzy's nearly every day which is like the fancy steakhouse place oh really yeah i mean but that's fine Dan says that nobody comes here to hear us talk about food, but I appreciate a good a good food trip on these cons. I, I had a shrimp cocktail that like blew my mind. There you go. See, that's a good memory. Yeah, I it, it came with horseradish, you know, like you know the cocktail the sauce, cocktail sauce, yeah. and the horseradish was like super fresh, and the, I knew it was because everybody was having this like oh my god reaction to it, but I I didn't want to be you know I wanted to have the full effect, so my first bite had a lot on. Yeah. Thank you, Dar- thank you, Daryl Louder for helping me pile it onto that shrimp, <laughs> so you could watch me suffer which is exactly what happened and i i mean tears were coming from my eyes tears of joy but it was so good (laughs) (laughs) so yeah like i i I don't know. I'm very not into food trucks. And I know I understand and appreciate people that like them. But to me, with the time that you spend waiting in line out in the sun, and then you have to sit on a street curb to eat, I'm just not into that. Like an animal. Right. Well, and I mean, part of it is like by sitting down in a restaurant, you get away from a crowd of people. I think that's a big element for me. So yeah, I got to do that. Yeah. I also ate at Harry and Izzy's twice, kind of accidentally on one day within one hour. That's fine. It's a lot of shrimp cocktail. Yeah, it's you fine. walked out and saw people and walked right back in. Kinda, that's what happened. Yep. I was like, "Oh, where are you going, Josh Mills?" He's like, "Oh, I'm eating." I'm like, "Do you want to eat here where I just ate?" And he did. There so, you go. All right, it's fine. So I'm there for the people and the food, not the games. You saw good people. You played good games. You ate good food. Tell me about uh, this Monster Crunch game because this is something that I saw kind of all over the place, and people were all excited, but it looks kind of silly. I mean. What do you, I mean, all games are it, silly. It They're doesn't games. look like it has a whole lot to it. Yeah, I mean, there isn't a whole lot to it. Okay. I'll give you that. Like, I here's how I ended up buying this game is mm-hmm. I was I was on my early morning walk to the convention center and the only person in my room that would need to get up that early are people that actually have a booth. So I was walking yes. with Jason Katarski and his friend and he was talking about how he loves that serial theme and, you know, how he was probably going to buy that. Yeah. And we were talking about it and it does like trigger the nostalgia bone a little bit mm-hmm. when I look at that. And he kind of just talked me into checking it out. So I I went so after we parted ways I that's the first place I went and the guys at the booth were real nice I looked at it and I was like yeah this is just too cute to pass up even if the game is kind of mediocre this will get my board game club kids to sit down it's a game about cereal it's like a really simple ladder climbing game so you're just you're just playing I mean I think that's what that genre is called you're playing cards that are higher than the next person's cards okay and you can use these milk tokens to combine together cards that are within one of each other or equal to each other I, I mean it's it's really that simple and whoever eats the most cereal 
wins. So you're trying, like, you score everything. Like, if you're the highest person, you score your cards, you just your cards that you've played. Okay. And at first, it was kind of like, oh, I don't understand why, but like, because you could just keep going one up from each other, right? Like, mm-hmm. I play a four, Kopak plays a five, Dan plays a six, and we could keep going and all play out our whole hand. But you want to make it so they can't play out their whole yeah. hand, and you get to play it. So, so that's kind of the strategy behind it. And I mean, it's really, really simple. It'll be like it'll take 10 seconds to teach which is what i'm always looking for because kids can't sit through rules (laughs) at all i mean most adults i know can't sit through rules but especially kids so yeah you just take real quick turns and you you have this cute art in front of you each monster has some special abilities that you can use one time during the game so there's a little bit of strategy there it's not complicated but i think it's enough it's like you know it's a fast game i think 20 minutes yeah yeah was it hot did you see it around all all over I didn't see it around all over. What I did see were the first day they were giving out boxes of actual cereal with purchase. What? So I did see a few people walking around with like booberry under their arm. Yeah. And, and I did see a, a Count Chocula guy. Like they had a cho- Count Chocula was at their booth. That's awesome. The first day. So that was cool. I just like the aesthetic of it and the gameplay was fine. I ha- I mean, it's a good like beer and pretzels game. Yeah. Oh, if you wanna... yeah. Good bar game. <laughs> I got you. I played. I played this with Dan and Copac. I I think we had fun. Okay, so, that's cool. Yeah, you're happy to have it. It looks like something that you would be into because you like quirky aesthetics. Yeah, yeah, it's it's totally up my alley. I was gonna. I was thinking about because it's the same booth where the Home Alone game is. Oh and yeah. I, did, I got to play that sort of. Was it any good? It was a really late night play after maybe some really strong beers. Oh wow. <laughs> But no, I think that was fun. It, you, I mean, one person plays as Kevin. The rest are playing, you know, trying to get into the house. So you're trying to go through these traps and you have cards to play. It, I'm not even going to explain all the mechanics. Do you get to set up paint cans? I don't get to. I played no. as a robber. You were a wet Matt, bandit. Matt, Matt, yes. Matt Wolf was Kevin in our oh, game. Okay. And he was pretty devious about it. And it yeah. definitely seemed bleak, like we couldn't defeat Kevin. And then we did last minute. And that was a nice... Okay. That so yeah, I I would play it again for That's sure. Cool. It would be nice to play it when I was more awake and you know aware. Coherent. Of what was going on. <laughs> I wouldn't say I was incoherent. I was just kind of tired and out of it a sure, little bit. Sure, a little fine. tired. Did you did you see the Disney villainous game at Gen Con? I wanted to see it, but I just didn't get to get in there because they had like it. a creepy little booth set up. With did like they? A, yeah. Well, from what I saw in pictures, they had like a little. They I had only a, saw like the side of it. Yeah. Between like two giant dudes' backs. I wasn't gonna pick it up because I was like, oh, this just seems like a a themed quote-unquote cash grab like they made a a licensed game to try to sucker people into buying it based on theme and then i saw some people say good things and then i saw it in target during gen con and Uh, i picked it up did you did you play it yet we did we played it once and it's actually pretty good dang it i was kind of looking for it in target yeah because i was there yesterday and i was like "Mm, i like how they've like abstracted out the Mm -hmm. like villains tell me about the gameplay it's a surprisingly chunky game like i got it because i heard that it was a little bit of a step up like not necessarily a kid's game but more of like a medium family game so i was like okay something i could play with my mom something that we might like to play as kind of a starter and it's very asymmetric which you know i like asymmetry that's always fun so you get to pick one of the villains there are six different villains and they are all licensed and fully um 
full art from their movies or from whatever they're from and it's all really nicely done not necessarily like stills from the movie like they don't look junky they look really the graphic design's really nice and it's all um, bled together really nicely within the cards and what you're trying to do is each person has an objective i played as prince john from robin hood yeah and just played that do 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 in my head the whole time um Oh, no. Now I'm going to have yep. it in my head all day. Stuck in your head forever. Do, 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 do. I had to do it while Dan wasn't here, though. I'll be Dan. I'm not going to let you talk. You'll never stop. Okay, sorry. But So my goal was to like gain power because obviously I'm Prince John. I'm trying to consolidate my power. And all of my cards had to do with taxing the heroes and and stealing power and things like that and all of the robin hood characters would come and attack mm. me and steal my power and that was really cool kel played as ursula and she was trying to take out king triton and get the the trident and the crown to her lair you um, know what this sounds like to me what? it's like baby vast it it kind of is there's significantly less interaction it's actually right. fairly solitaire okay, um, okay. which take it or leave it there there is definitely interaction because the way that the heroes come out and stifle your plans is through other players so they take an action to to put these heroes in your way and impede you and that's definitely part of the game but it it just felt really cool it was super thematic the turns were snappy it's got interesting card play like you it was fun to like draw cards and see what they did and try to figure out how that would further your goal um we were all pretty close to winning at the same time so it felt even from what we experienced i taught ben and kel and then we also taught our friend and Scalisi, who doesn't play games really, and he kind and of he kind of got a handle of it. Yeah, it was fine. Um, so it was easy enough to teach. Oh, Matt, I don't know if you just heard all those clicks, but <laughs> it's def it's definitely in stock at a Target near me. Is I it? Maybe I may be going to Target I, today. I it sounds like cool. good board game club fodder. Yeah, I think I, they are. You've got like sixth, seventh, eighth graders. All of the ones that I know that I'm going to have this year are eighth graders, and yeah. they're more. I okay, take it for what it was. They're more gamery. Yeah, that's fine. They're more experienced in gaming. How about that? That was the one thing that I was thinking about with this game is that it's actually a little bit chunkier than I was expecting. It's not hard, but there are a few rules and and it's like the, you've got to think about how you're going to achieve your goal. Like more so that it's not, I would not call it a beer and pretzels game per se. Cause it's it got doesn't look bit. like one yeah, just the, based on the components. The production's fantastic. It's really pretty. And the box is like a nice mat with spot gloss and everything. So it's, it's pretty cool. I was happy to have picked it up cause I kind of took a risk on it, but I'm glad you did because it was the one thing that I, wanted to check out and i just i kept missing where the booth was i didn't use a map at all this mm -hmm. year so i just kind of missed it yeah i i'm excited to have it and i'm excited to try there's six characters in the box it's easily we were all chatting about like what characters would we want to see in an expansion if they did an expansion because you could put like scar in it or you could put zerg from toy Story. like you it, you've got all the disney properties to expand upon which would be cool um so oh, i will yeah. play ursula every time that's just... <laughs> that's who kel played oh she God. thought it was pretty fun so I think it's uh, Ursula, Jafar, Maleficent, King Prince John, Captain Hook, and the Queen of Hearts are the, are the sixth you get. So if that tickles your nostalgia at all, those are in the box. Nostalgia is killing me right now. I nostalgia need to stop having it. Good game is cool though. I was worried it would just be nostalgia, and it's not. I'm kind of pumped about this. Yeah, and it's a it's pretty cheap, like thirty five bucks, thirty thirty five bucks. Thirty five bucks. Yeah. yeah, it's not too bad. Definitely worth it in component quality. What else was I? Oh, I was gonna say, speaking of Target, I also played Megaland. Yeah, Dan had talked about that. How'd you How'd you like it? Uh, I mean, it 
if you like Machi Kuro, you'll like Mega Land. Is yeah. what I have to say about it. It's, I mean, it's got it's. I like it much better than Machi Kuro because it's got pressure luck. Yeah. Like like you're going through this. Is it a dungeon? It's set in a video game. <laughs> yeah. Thing. So you're you're going through and you're trying to avoid monsters and and get stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can choose whether to progress. Like just like um, what's that game? Ink and Gold. Yeah. So yeah. so it is. It's exactly Machi Kuro equals Ink and Gold. But I had a good time with it. Yeah, I think I posted on Instagram your picture. You said that the board game club would really like it. I think board game club will like it. I don't know that I'm going to buy it. No. Yeah, I don't know. It, I guess it depends on what kind of, you know, how many kids I end up with. I think it might be a little bit too light for my current crew. Okay. Just because they game at home, too. They're not just in board uh, you've game got club. Like, you've got some kids, man. That's There's legit. only a few of them. There's only a few of them. So it's board game club shrunk last year because gotcha. I didn't do it. We didn't. Things got crazy at the beginning of the year. I didn't do a good job recruiting sixth graders so i didn't have a lot normally this would work really great for kids that i'm trying to like introduce games to it's it's still more chunky than machi kuro and my groups uh back a few years ago really loved machi kuro but i hated playing it i don't think i would hate playing this as much as i hated playing machi but does it have a legacy element tiff (laughs) no machi kuro legacy is coming oh geez we're doing it it sounds like everything that I wouldn't want in a game. <laughs> <laughs> you get to rip up the Machi Koro cards. Isn't that what you want? Well, maybe that's okay. That sounds okay, right? Maybe I, that's all right. Kel and I went just last night over to my coworker's house for like pizza and games because she's got two kids who are fourth grade and second grade, I think. Um, and like her son got King of Tokyo and was like all about it. And I was like, oh, I know about that game. And was like talking about games. And she knows that I am a quote unquote board gamer. So we went over, we had pizza, we hung out. And I was surprised by just ha- like, I think I guess they're like nine and six or seven and they're just like super bright kids like the games did not throw them for a loop I taught them kabuki and we played king of tokyo like they they can read the cards they know how to play they get some of the strategy I was just super surprised because I don't think that the board game world has a good handle on age ranges on their boxes because I was like I need to bring games that are like five plus six plus because these are younger kids but no they they were I could have thrown way more at them and I was surprised. that's good so like I can only imagine when you get to eighth grade like you probably you've got some kids who can play some games no I definitely do which is um, wild i'm kind of i i had a lot of fun doing rpgs last year but i'm kind of hoping that this group stays to board games so yeah. we can get into some more like euroy stuff because mm-hmm. i don't think that they've really experienced i mean they've played Catan, i guess at home but yeah. i don't think that they've branched out much much i don't know maybe i'm wrong but yeah. i want i want to broaden their horizons a little bit in the euro realm of things i mean there's so. some good ones and you could also look for board games with like a story element or not i'm just saying if they're like itching for <laughs> rpgs and you're trying to steer them away I don't think they will be. Just the, knowing, like, my RPG kids are all in high school, and we were supposed to start an RPG through Discord, and it never happened because I dropped happened. the ball. So, oh. hey, guys, if you're listening to this, I didn't forget about you. I am just a really bad person. That's fair. I can confirm <laughs> Tiff is a really bad person. Also, don't listen to this podcast. I don't like it. Um, Stop it. Turn it off right now. You're, I, you're a couple of them in. have, have found us. So This is a relatively tame episode. It's okay. I know, but I still don't like it. <laughs> I want to hear about your other purchase, Tiff. Because My other purchase? Dan played this game. You played this game. This game is on shelves right now. It's from Blue Orange. I hope Dan played a lot of different games from me because I feel bad. Like I'm stealing. He definitely thunder. did from what I got of his tweeting. So Dan will definitely talk about. He obviously, he's back in Europe. I don't, we did not say that. Dan is in Europe again and he's traveling in europe he's not at home he's in france right now he spent his 
He's off being an international man of mystery right now. Everyone sent him birthday wishes. He spent yes. his birthday in France being a cool guy. And then he's going to travel around a little bit more. And he'll settle in Copenhagen eventually. And then we will hear his Gen Con stuff. But we didn't want to do the show like this. But it's the best way to still give you guys a show. So anyway. Well, let's be honest. I would have literally forgotten everything if we waited any longer to talk about what I bought. <laughs> it's true. We really we had to do it now. <laughs> Or it was all going to go out of Tiff's head. So Blue Lagoon is a game that I did not expect to like because it's Reiner Knizia. Not that I'm a like hater, but I just it's mathy, right? And yeah. the, the theme is pasted on. It looks like Moana. If you take a peek at it, you're like, oh, yeah, Moana. Mm. Um, it's got cute little huts and it's a map with all these different islands. And then you have dudes that are just in the form of tokens. And it is area control, Matthew. <gasps> um <laughs> So you're just like putting your your guys out, you know, you start in a spot and then you you connect them together kind of and put them out. And uh, there are a lot of different ways to score and you have to have your scoring pad kind of out in front of you so you remember how to score. Like some of them are like the longest chain of dudes or like, Mm -hmm. did you get onto every island? So there are a lot of different ways to score and you play, um, your huts count as dudes the first round. So you're putting them out there and then you clear the board except for the huts the second round and then build out from the huts on the second round does that make sense yeah so the first round you're playing with dudes and huts as pieces the second round you start from the huts and just build your dudes out so you play two rounds of the exact same thing Mm -hmm. two phases i guess not rounds but um yeah so that's that's really all it is super simple and i i won so i and i beat matt riddle i gotta put that feather in my cap because that doesn't happen very often take him down tiff and it's in my perfect time frame it like is a half hour if you play quick i think okay and another one where i'm like oh i could easily explain this yeah i think my 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 actual uh friends not kids will like this one so and it's pretty and i love the little hut tokens the little wooden huts so yeah it's area control that i don't hate i'm i couldn't be prouder i just (laughs) i'm getting a little worked up it's kind of abstract too which is it's a strange feeling for me um, I don't. I played with Josh Mills. I don't think he liked it at all. No, no. I, I know Dan played this one, so I'll be interested to hear what he really thought about it. Um, it was funny because a lot of the things. It was on Dan's list for for checking yeah. out. Yeah, and yep. and when he described it, I was like not interested. His comment on Twitter was that the game can be really brutal. You can you can definitely mess with people's plans. Yeah. But like I'm starting to move in a direction where I don't mind that as much. <laughs> yeah, again, take that. You're all about it. I'm not I'd wouldn't go that far. You're but getting I'm old and mean, Tiff. <laughs> it's official. That's fair. I'm I'm old and mean. But yeah, I, I, so I was happy with that. I also played another game that I'm probably going to buy eventually. Okay. And it's Broadhorns. I've never heard of this. It's a Rio Grande game. Jim Harmon's the designer. Uh, I played it in that Rio Grande room with Matt Wolf. It's it's about trading on the Mississippi and you go down a river and you have goods that you're delivering to the places and then you can buy goods at different places and there are passengers that you're picking up and you get points for all of it. Hmm. It's it's another one. There are some there. This is definitely more chunky than anything else that I bought there. It's a heavier weight. Like it feels very Euro-y, but I don't know. I just like it. You have a, you have a different like you go down the river and you can trash your boat and upgrade it to get a different boat and it kind of feels like Cinque Terre if you've ever played that yeah to me it kind of felt like a more complicated version of that 
I don't know if that's a fair thing, but you know, they're just it's it's exactly pick up and deliver plus like there's a market mechanic to it, I guess I should say. Okay. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there's a lot of hmm, should I cuz you can you can move up to like seven spaces I think on your turn or if you want to use all of your actions, you can move like 21 spaces. So it's kind of got this like, ooh, should I go here because if I wait one full round, maybe they'll go there and do the things that I want to do. It's that kind of feeling. But I liked it. Okay. And that that's a little bit more expensive, but I was like, I'll buy this when I get home. I don't need to buy it here at the con. Did you get a chance to see Tower of Madness? You know what I'm really sad about is Dan played Tower of Madness. No. And we'll definitely get his thoughts on it, but I saw that it was on the Geek. I was surprised that it was on the the Buzz from Gen Con that this game was actually. Cool Are enough. you surprised? Look yeah. at it. Look at that game. Look at isn't that tower. Isn't it just like uh, what's that game that you pull the sticks out? Kerplunk. Yeah, isn't yeah. it the same thing? I mean that the Dan's tweet seemed to indicate that maybe it was just Kerplunk with yeah. a little bit of game to it, but yeah, I'll I'll definitely listen to what Dan has to say about it because that was a game I did go and see it, but I think it was sixty bucks, and I'm sure it's. Whoa. I'm sure all of those. Com- Maybe I'm wrong. I don't want to be wrong here. So so don't go crazy. I mean, if you do, I probably won't be on Twitter to see it anyway. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it I mean, it looks amazing and I'm sure like the components and all that might make it worth 60 bucks, but I just I was like I'm not trying to spend that much money here. I don't know that I would want to spend that much money for Kerplunk, but it does look cool. Oh, it looks so cool. It's it's a, I you know, I should just ask uh Dan Patrice and Chris played it with mm-hmm. with our Dan. So I should ask one of them. They might might be a more <laughs> open uh, open-minded about it yeah okay. i don't know maybe dan loved it i don't want to speak for dan yeah, maybe he, maybe it's changed his mind about cthulhu based gaming we will <laughs> if any game could do it this would be the cthulhu one Kerplunk. <laughs> did you get a chance to see that beautiful beautiful pandemic collector's edition no no oh, i man, told you i didn't spend a lot of time in the hall someone okay. i think maybe dan even like sh- sent me a picture of it or tweeted yeah. at me about it but it comes yeah. in like a, a first aid kit. Yeah, I saw that. All painted minis and very pretty. You know, that's that's for me. I don't own Base Pandemic, so I'm really tempted. That's real weird. Although I hear it's real expensive. Well, I have like Legacy and I have Iberia. and. Do we know how expensive it's going to be? I think it's going to be like 100 bucks. It's kind of a lot for Pandemic. If it's super fancy, worth it. So worth it. It does look very fancy. I love that. I mean, I I was talking to someone about this before. I love Pandemic. I have every version of Pandemic. I'll never be sick of Pandemic. I don't know why. (laughs) It just, in my mind, it works. And I don't know. I can't envision a time where I'll be like, no, I won't play Pandemic. Yeah. Well, what else, if anything, was there anything else that stood out in terms of super exciting stuff, in terms of games that you played that didn't buy... I mean, I played a lot more, and now I just realized I don't have my phone that has my list of games. But maybe we should save a little for for sure, yeah, for the Dan episode. So it feels more like a Gen Con episode because we can both talk about things we played. This is the Gen Con primer. Yeah, this is just like a little bit of like the weird things that Tiff did at Gen Con. We all we really just want to hear what Dan thinks about Gen Con. Let's be honest. We all know what we come here for. <laughs> I, I apologize. And it's in for advance. that voice that you can't just... understand while you're driving in your car because it reverberates at the same sound as your tires. <laughs> Oh, I said it. You did. I say it to his face. It's okay. I have. No fear. I've never listened to our show in the car. Oh yeah, it's just it's just two people. It's only ever <laughs> two people, and there's really long gaps sometimes. Whatever. Uh, I'm. <laughs> you you have something wrong with the bass in your car. I, I do crank it up real loud. Oh, you're one of those. Yeah, I have I have my bass maxed out. Oh, well, that's not good. You should you should have different settings for podcasts. 
Uh, mm, yeah, that sounds like work. That's what I have in my car because bass plus podcast equal bad. That's a listening guide for all of you out there. A, listen to it on 1.5 because that's where it, it shines, our podcast. <laughs> and also jack up your treble and your, and your EQ and, and you will enjoy this podcast. And drop your bass a little bit. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I have you have you listened? Do you listen to our podcast at regular speed ever? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're, you're strange. I I've listened to every episode of our podcast at regular speed. Uh, it's a quality <laughs> control thing, and by quality control, I mean I listen to it and cringe when things are bad and don't change them at all. I used to do that. I used to listen like back when we when we first started. I would listen. I would edit it all and then listen to it all the way through oh no i post it and then i listen to it okay so it's out there but then our standards dropped quite a bit and now i only listen to the podcast at 1.87 is my preferred speed that's fast it's fast but it's great i edit on 1.49 oh my god well little inside baseball folks i'm sure this is great podcasting but yeah i i listen to it at 1.87 i think we sound great my voice probably sounds super funny it does confirmed but but mine sounds funnier so i think it's fine i sound ridiculous at that and dan speed. just sounds like a normal human being yeah so it's cool he's talking at a I normal d- speed i just i adjust all the settings so you know dan is perfect and then everything else is whatever because no one cares again you know why Sad. we come here <laughs> tiff we have one more thing to talk about before we go and this is where everyone can tune out because it's a video game that i need to talk to you about oh we're gonna talk about little nightmares we're gonna right talk now. about little nightmares how far along are you? Not very far. I mm. looked at how long to beat, and that game is only like three and a half hours. I know, but it seems like it's going to take me longer than that because I keep Yeah, dying. I've just been like banging my head against it, literally, because that little kid just like flops all around. I'm fine. Like, I the platforming isn't hard, I don't think. The platforming is easy. What is hard for me is hiding from those dudes with arms. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Little Nightmares is a horror puzzle platformer. Is that fair? Is it even a pu- I guess it's a puzzler. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's got some puzzles to it. Like, you got to figure out what when to, like, where to get this object and throw it at things to open doors and where you can push open a thing. And yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit of puzzle element to it. But, yeah, I'm bad at it. Yeah, R- Tiff and I decided that we were going to pick a game and both play it, which I really like because I like this idea that we are joint playing a game I like to have someone else to commiserate with or to enjoy with. I don't know how much I love this game. Sorry. I uh, I thought I would really love this game, and I don't know if I've told you this, but I feel really weird about buying things um, digitally. Mm-hmm. So I imported a physical copy Did from you? the UK. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't very expensive. It's not that expensive to I know, but to go through the games. effort when you could have just clicked a button. <sighs> I like having my physical copies. I, I I'm too old. You're like a millennial. You don't understand me. I mean, I like physical copies too, but not of games that I'm just taking a shot at. Well, but see, when I'm done taking a shot at this, I can take it to my game store and trade it in for other Will things. Will they take it? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, well, I mean, I have a game store that is really close to me that like their whole business model is, I mean, it's called Play It, Trade It. Gotcha. Okay. That's fair. I do not have that. Yeah. And I get a lot of retro things from that store. Okay. So having a little trade credit doesn't hurt, but- yeah, I don't know. I like having my physical copy. So I did import it and I because I thought I would love it. I really did. Just the aesthetics of yeah. it. I love the way it looks. You play as a little like tiny person in a raincoat and it has a very creepy feel. I love the feel of the game and you're this tiny thing. You're like in a dollhouse or something. Yeah, like everything is gigantic. 
yeah. you're climbing on bookshelves and things and jumping on pianos. And I think that's fun. But there are these really horrific blind guy things. Mm-hmm. So they can't see, but they can smell you and they can hear you. And they have these really long arms. And you kind of like that's the spot where I've kind of gotten super frustrated because mm-hmm. they keep catching me. And when they catch you, you have to start from your checkpoint, which is yep. fine. The, check po- the checkpoints are generous. Yes, they but, are. But the load time on the Switch is killing this game for me. It's long. Real long. Maybe on Steam it's not that bad. And maybe if I was playing this on Steam, it would be okay. But I spent money on the Switch, and I wanted to spend more money on it to play these games. And so I bought it on Switch, and I kind of regret it a little bit. Yeah, I so I heard good things about it, which is why when you were like, I think I'm going to play Little Nightmares, I was like, okay, of the games you've given me to choose from, that sounds like the most interesting. That's I'm not fine. a huge platformer fan. I don't dislike platformers, but I like strategy fine. games. I like tactics games. And then I also like first-person shooters and things like that. So I'm not opposed to any games. So if, no. you wanna, if on our next little adventure you would like to propose a game, I would be into it. And but... I might just do that. There's some good ones on the Switch. Mm. So, But yeah, I almost I bounced really quickly off of it. I was surprised because immediately I was like, like, I thought, like, okay, this is cool. I'm playing, like, I look like that little kid from It, which is kind of fun. Yeah. And I, I'm cool with the horror vibe. But then the gameplay, it's kind of like a slow burn because mm. it is, like, a little more stealthy, a little more puzzly. And it's, like, the creepy vibe, the slowness enhances the, the yeah. fear. Yeah. And, I mean, you have breaks from it. So, like, you're going from room to room. And sometimes it's just, like, oh, you throw a stuffed animal at a button. That's how yeah. you get out of that room. But sometimes you're like, oh, I'm below the floor and I can see where I need to go, but I have all these things that I need to figure out first. And that's fun. Yeah. Sometimes, I don't know if you found this, you just have to run into a room and die to figure out if you're going to... Yeah, and I don't love that kind of deal. That's something that I, I don't like in games. Yeah, well, so I've done a little bit of speed running this year. So I'm used to just dying and starting over, dying and starting over, dying and starting over. That I don't care. It's when you die and it takes, and I know this is going to sound like such first world problems, it takes 30 seconds to get back. <laughs> Sometimes more. It takes a long time to get back to where you were. Like to the point where I'm like checking my phone while I'm waiting for the game to reload. Mm-hmm. Like that's how long it takes. Yeah, they're they're long load times for a game that you're going to fail at. Something like Celeste, Trials, like Super Meat Boy, games that are trial-based where it's like get through this thing and it's really hard, you're going to die, have those quick restart buttons. They Part of their the benefit to the game is that they're snappy to get back into. Right. And this game, I can't tell if it like they wanted it to be a game where like you're going to fail a lot and have to restart or if it just happens and they're like, whoops. I don't think... I, I the, the vibe I got while I was playing is I'm just bad at this. Yes, I felt <laughs> the same way. I fall off planks a lot and plummet to the ground. I don't have that problem. I just keep getting caught. I'm not stealthy. Yeah. <laughs> but, real slow, Tiff. Yeah, maybe that's it. I'm just like trying to power. Trying, I was, to, f- <laughs> trying to speed run it. <laughs> it, it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that probably is it. I do tend to just like go as fast as I possibly can. Um, also, I felt a little bit of pressure because I'm like, oh, we talked about playing this a long time ago. Matt is probably finished with this game and I'm at the <laughs> beginning because I keep quitting. And <laughs> you know what I've been doing? So I'll die a couple times and get really frustrated and then I'll play Lichtspear what is, for a while. Oh, I know what that is. It's yeah. like a phone game, but it's on Switch, and I it was on sale. Yeah. So I so I bought it, and you just throw spears at things' heads. Yeah. Repetitively to like electronic music, and it's set in a weird dramatic <laughs> like futurescape. It's also like that perfect retro pink, and you know, like I don't know, has that '80s sort of yeah. vibe to it. Yeah. So I take a break 
play that for a while. Get out all my aggression. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of throwing my controller, I just play Lichtspear for 15 minutes. That's fair. And then I go back into the game. See, I just get frustrated, bounce all of it, play a bunch of Mario Tennis, do really bad, get mad, and then I don't play Switch. <laughs> oh, that's sad. Mario Tennis know. Online is hard, to. I hate saying this, but I wanted to like this game, you guys. I really I know. I really like did. It. Now, I'm not done with it, so I'm going to keep pushing. Oh, are you? We don't get to... Yeah, we got to finish it, Tiff. It's not that long of a game. Three hours. I'm... I know. Does your it's... version have the second character? Because the version that I bought has two characters. You can play yes. again. Okay. I didn't know if yeah. that was something the special. The physical no. edition is like the the complete, like, the, deluxe. It's the definitive, you know, yeah. whatever they want to call those. It's fine. Um, I played as the raincoat person. Yeah, that's um, that's who they tell you to start with, yeah. I think. But yeah, I mean, we got we to gotta push through and then report back on whether or not this game is any good. I'm not good at pushing through much, so we'll see. <laughs> We'll have to motivate would... each other. If I tell you that I finished it, maybe you'll be like, oh, fine, oh my God. I'll do it. I, no, I would just be devastated and quit. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to talk to me more often if you want me to play this game. That's fair. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. I really do want to finish it because I don't like quit easily. And mm-hmm. But I have been really frustrated with it. Um, you know what I, I'm thinking about quitting also? One of the first texts I got from a friend as I was at Gen Con was, I just heard on the podcast that you haven't read all of the Harry Potter books. This friendship is on the rocks. Uh oh. <laughs> so Josh Mills talked me into tr- giving the books another try, mm-hmm. and I did because I value his friendship, and, <laughs> and also he might be one of three people that listen to the podcast. That's fair. So, uh, yeah, I started reading them again, and I fall asleep. I have not made it through the first chapter. I keep falling asleep. The first chapter of the first book. Correct. Wow. I don't know if it's because I kind of already know the stuff that they're exposing. Um, I'm trying. I just want you to know that I'm trying, everybody. What about but audiobook? I, would you do that? I ha- I could do audiobook, but now I've invested the money in the book book. And I did. I wanted something lighter to read now that school is starting because I yeah. know I'll, I'll be more tired at night. And I'm like, oh, you know, I read a lot of historical fiction, which can be dense. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I'll just read these children's books because they'll be easy to read. But And they're not hard to read. Yeah. I just need to make it. Th- My friend said that I just need to make it through the first three chapters and then I'll be hooked. Maybe. We'll see. It, I feel like if you, since you've read part of them before, right? I read the first book and I didn't necessarily see the appeal that first Oh, uh, okay. I was going to say, if you could like, if you get to a chapter and you can recount what happens in that chapter, you should just skip over it. Like if you, if you're like, I know Harry was a baby and there was a cat and then the I, letter I'm comes, kind just of skip a to the middle. completionist in that like, I want to have the full experience Mm. of it like mm. i need i need to read every word i feel like it's cheating if i skip a chapter because i already know what's going to happen it's fair so I we'll see that. but I'm, I'm trying not to quit on any of these things little nightmares i will finish it it might take a while so we have now every podcast you have to report in on your progress in harry potter you need a book report i want a book report three pages on what happens in harry potter this is like top of the stack and we all know how well i did with top of the stack y'all i know we need to find out really what motivates you i don't know what it is if you can figure it out i mean you're the behaviorist let's figure it out money i'll just send you some money that might do it (laughs) (laughs) if you want free games i will send you games i don't know if you don't want games you're not motivated by games (laughs) i don't know that's not right food maybe i'll send you some shrimp cocktail i don't know if that would work through the mail just a bottle of horseradish i don't know maybe like if i could convince someone to visit me in ohio you visited craig i feel real sad are you closer to me than craig or farther away i'm in columbus so theoretically Uh, so that's a longer drive you know five hours really my cutoff how long is the drive is it five hours really four hours yeah it was four i did it in four and a half 
to get to Craig. Although getting up there took me seven because of traffic. Oh my goodness. But getting back only took me four and a half. Okay. Well, that's fair then. I might, I might come. I'm just could, out of reach. If it's you fine. set something up, I'd come visit you. I am going to have, have a baby time. very soon. You're not going to have but time for that. You can come visit us. I could. And stay with your screaming baby. I don't I don't know if the baby will scream. It'll probably scream. Maybe it'll be a very chill baby. It might be. I heard I'll, that you you become immune to your own baby's cries, but like other people, that's not true. So you'll probably be like, oh, what? who cares? She's hungry. I know what that scream means. But to yeah. me, it'll just be a scream. Shut and I said, that baby off. <laughs> I don't know. I would like to... I was thinking about maybe going to PAX Unplugged by myself. I don't know. I'm feeling oh, really? weird. I don't know. Maybe. You're in a funk, Tiff. I'm in a weird place right now. If you go to games. PAX Unplugged, let me know. I could probably shoot up for a day. Yeah. I don't know. It would require me to do a lot of work because I don't know anybody else that's going in my best friend circle. But... Why would you have to do a lot of work? Because you have to get like a hotel. That takes like 30 seconds. You ever been to Booking.com, Tiff? This no. is free advertising for Booking.com. Is Booking. this our new com. sponsor, Booking.com? And I'd have to get like plane situated and just I- get in the car and drive, man. Oh, God. Yeah. No, that is a long drive, and that is not safe for me to do alone. Just listen to Harry Potter on audio audiobook. Oh, my. I might. I, like, it's bad enough. I, I will fall asleep after three hours of driving, and then you add on, like, a book that I'm not interested into. Yeah. I don't know. I fell asleep in the first chapter and crashed into a light pole. Oh, well, I it's on. I, I don't know. It, yeah, it think take, about it. Maybe I can come. Maybe I can come join you. I don't think you can. I don't think you will. Pax Unplugged is in December. True. My baby will be three months old. I can carry that thing in my little baby Bjorn. I don't think that would work very well. But yeah, I, I got what a cool do I diaper know? bag. It's a backpack. Yeah, I've noticed diaper bags are becoming cooler these days. They are. Mine's very stylish. Mm. I know how to change a diaper. Did Doesn't you take, take a class? No. I've worked with kids for like 10 years. But not in diaper yes. form. Really? I didn't realize I've that. I've changed diapers on like 15-year-olds. I've changed diapers on kids trying to beat the crap out of me. Oh, yeah, dude. I can change a diaper. All right. Well, this is now the diaper podcast, so. It's I mean... only going to get more diaper from here. I'm just letting you guys know. There's only going to be more diaper talk as this progresses until about two years from now when I potty train my kid. Maybe they'll be gifted and learn faster than that. You're I am going to try to potty Kel train super smart. quick. You can't force it. That's why I'm giving you parenting advice. I'm going to try. But isn't that funny? Thank you, owner of two dogs and one dog stroller. Yes. <laughs> Listen, my dog wears a diaper, so I know things. <laughs> <laughs> I've never changed a diaper on a dog. So. Yeah, it's not too hard. You got me on that one. You just, just give humans. Him a, you trick him. You trick him. Yeah. You're like, come here, buddy. I want to give you some love. Diaper. Because he, it's a, he's a, Zeke is a boy, and he just kind of has a little bit of a marking problem sometimes, and it may, it, I, I get neurotic about it. So the diapers are really for me to make yeah. sure he doesn't pee on my things. This adds a whole new context. Like you got a stroller, you got a diaper. You're just kind of like baby crazy, but you don't have one, so you've got a dog. Wow, that was. Do you bottle a, feed your dog? That was a deep psychoanalysis of my issues. Yeah, probably is what that's what needs to happen. But do you I bottle feed your dog? Tiff? Didn't want to podcast about it. Do you bottle? You bottle feed? You get. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. <laughs> oh, I'm sweating. I'm so mad at you right now. Yeah, that um, sounds reasonable. No, I do not bottle feed my dog yet. I just don't want my things to be peed on. That seems reasonable. That's all. And he doesn't do it very often, but he does it enough that I feel like I can't trust him. So it's either lock him up in the kitchen where if he pees on the tile, it's fine, or allow him and his sister to run around the house unencumbered, but also with a diaper. What size diaper do you buy for your dog? It's a medium. You get them on Amazon. They're dog diapers? They're like for a male dog, it's just a band that goes around his wee-wee. Gotcha. I discovered it by watching PewDiePie videos. (laughs) (laughs) Because his dog, Edgar, has the same problem. And his dog is a pug. So Zeke is half pug. And so it might, it, maybe it's a breed thing. I don't know. I'm learning a lot about you, Tiff. <laughs> 
what that i'm a teenage boy no i didn't say that yeah so yeah i don't know you're a great mom thank you (laughs) you take good care right back at you i appreciate that so are we good is this a podcast now i think this is a podcast we did it okay uh if you want to reach out to us oh boy i don't know where you can do that you can reach out to dan on twitter at league nonsense or at scandalous underscore nad he is apparently responding to scandalous underscore nad but not to league nonsense i'm not sure what he's doing but he's running around europe his he may or may not have internet tiff i don't know if people can find you listen it's been how long since Gen Con? it's been a week and i'm still on twitter for now okay i can't make any guarantees but Her health is deteriorating she can't <laughs> handle it uh i am at nf gamer but if you really want to make sure i get your message you will tweet at cinnamon bun spelled phonetically <laughs> hashtag nf gamer and yeah. i think i think that's probably more reliable at this point in time and if you are tagging at inept gamer, you probably want the other Tiffany. So th- <laughs> this is Tiffany B. Oh, you guys want so Tiffany many people, C. So many people make this mistake. We need to somehow differentiate our brands. I mean, she's, she's a, got colored hair. It's true. And she's, she's the successful. Tiffany that actually does things in the yeah. industry, and I'm the Tiffany that kind of is on the outskirts. Like, if you're looking for a board gaming Tiff, it's probably it's probably not, not, ours. not me. <laughs> But we like ours better anyway. Well, I appreciate that. I did get described as rad on Twitter because of it. So. By several people. I know. It, it really pumped me up. My ego And I couldn't is... find a download button anywhere on that tweet. Damn. I looked. All right. I, I think it's time we wrap it up, Matt. <laughs> Thank you all for joining us. We will see you next time, hopefully with a Dan and hopefully with some further Gen Con and gameplay recaps. Until then, we can say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> you say it with such disdain. Yeah. Well, you, you psychoanalyzed me. I think you were saying it show. to me. Goodbye. Yeah. Oh, goodbye. Is that better? Uh, yeah, that's fine. I'm stopping now. Thank <laughs> you.